Welcome to Get Hired in Cybersecurity with your host, Io Adiojo. Make sure to follow me on LinkedIn for more tips and advice, and feel free to message me if you need more information on how to get into cyber. I'd love to help you on your journey, and I do offer one-on-one services and coaching. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Get Hired in Cybersecurity. I'm your host, Io Adiojo, and today we have a special guest, Professor Roger White, co-founder of Africana Institute of Technology, a solution architect at Microsoft, as well as a contributing member of the Black Cybersecurity Association. Thank you so much, Professor, for being here. How are you? Hello, hello. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Pleasure uh, to be here. Thank you. Thank you for joining again. We, I really appreciate it. Um, I guess for our listeners, can, can you tell us a bit about, I guess, your pathway into, into where you are now? Yeah, my pathway into cyber. Uh, when I got into IT, it wasn't really called cyber then. It was called InfoSec. Um, but um, my pathway was I was an accountant. It was boring. You know, I, I, coming out of school, I had a good accountant job, probably making about 55000 coming out of school. Um, it was about 20 years ago. And... Um, you know, it was real boring. I, I couldn't, it, w- it wasn't my personality. So I saw some IT guys. They looked like they was having fun running around the building, fixing PCs, uh, eating, p- you know, eating catered lunch on other floors. So I was like, oh man, I want to be like that. Uh, so I asked him, he told me, I went to a tech school. I got my A plus and my network plus. And um, it took about, three months, three, four months. I got certified and then I got my first job working for NASDAQ, uh, which is the stock exchange in New York. And um, just doing help desk, um, working the floor, you know, being break fix for the trading floor, which you see on TV. It's 10 times bigger than what you see on TV. Uh, But yeah, um, that's how I started and I fell in love. I, I was getting paid fifty-two thousand. Was what they paid me. It's what we negotiated, and I was like, "Wow!" I went to school for six years, got fifty-five, and I took a, a you know two certifications in a four-month course, and I got fifty-two. So I fell in love with IT ever since. Excellent, excellent. That that's um. It's definitely a common experience of, of the just the fast track you can make it with income, learning these skills and getting in. So th- again, thanks for thanks for the share. Um, so I see that um, you got into, uh, you know, teaching IT and being an instructor. Uh, what what um, inspired you to uh, be an instructor and be a professor uh, in IT? Oh, yeah. So. Um, what happened is one of my mentors, um, he was, he was a, a professor. He was a, uh, and, and an instructor. And one of the, one of the classes, one of the instructors, uh, got sick and couldn't make it right. Um, to the class. So he like dropped the class. Um, that's the story I heard, right? So, so 
my my mentor, my friend, he's we've been friends for like 20 years, right? He um he said, Hey, I want you to teach this class. It was a Windows class. And he said, You work on Windows Server. This is what you do every day. I want you to come in and teach the students. Um, I said, I never really taught. No, I haven't taught at all in that capacity. Full classroom, instructor led with slides and all that stuff, you know. So he said, come teach the class. It starts Monday. And this was like a Wednesday. And and he said, "Uh, come by my house. I'll give you the slides and everything and I'll show you everything. So we stayed three o'clock every day in the until uh, three o'clock in the morning and we went over the slides and he, he showed me how to teach and present and use the projector and all that stuff you know use the whiteboard and um that was my first teaching experience and i fell in love with that i of course the first class was horrible but <laughs> felt but and 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 the funny thing is he said oh i'm gonna be in a class I, i'll be with you every day he came one day that was it. I've never seen him again. <laughs> but and he only came for an hour, and it was a three-hour course, right? A three-hour class. So, um, but that too uh, was, um, you know, very uh, fun to do, and it was a, a great supplement income without having the headaches of, um, you know maintaining a company's network and work you know a full job so you you're only responsible for your class and what you do once you leave there that's it you don't have to worry about getting calls that something went down or something broke or so it was it was great i fell in love and then also to see the students uh succeed the way i did you know it was it was a great experience Amazing, amazing. Yeah, that's 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 great to hear. Uh, teaching is, is definitely a fulfilling experience. And from, from what I hear, it it helps you really become more of an expert in, in what you know already, um, because there's, there must be a lot of repetition there with, with key concepts. Um, also, uh, I want to touch on um, the the black cybersecurity uh, association. So, what drew you to the association? And, and uh, I know you're very active um, with with Discord and and, and uh, workshops. Um, how's how's that been? And what drew you to that as well? Yeah. So, the, the Black Cyber Security Association. Um, it when it started in its infancy, I joined it. Okay. So, w- why did I join it? W- one of my uh, another friend of mine. Right, that we formed a school together, um, Africana Institute of Technology. Um, we, um, uh, what we, what he he did, he joined this organization called BCA, and I was telling him, I'm saying, listen, when we and, and we both professors, and I was like, wow, you know, the black students that come to our class that we teach and we teach at different schools and, and I saw a trend teaching at the universities is that the white students have a lot of opportunities right not not be, I'm not going to say because they're white but because um, of 
you know, their neighborhoods or what, or, you know, they get a lot of opportunities that are not uh, given to blacks, right? To the black students. Uh, it could be because of their high schools or whatever, right? Um, so I see that I see that disparity. And I was like, there has to be a way to help them. I mean, I reach out to the students and I do one-on-ones and do tutorship, and we'll have side, I, you know, I have side classes and stuff I was doing on the side to help out. But I, I wanted to help out more in a more organized uh, fashion, right? To reach out to more. Um, I heard. Um, my partner, he said, oh, I'm part of the BCA. Why don't you come there? So I came to the B BCA and, um, you know, I met with the founder, the founders there. They was just starting. Right. And I said, okay, I'll help out. Right. Because, because they were just starting. So they really didn't have anything going on, no programs, no nothing. So I said, okay, I'll help out. And, and that's why I, uh, that's where we at now. Right? I fell in love. I became part of the board. I, I'm the board chairman today. And, um, you know, I fell in love and we helped hundreds of not, yeah, hundreds of black uh, professionals. You know, black students become cybersecurity professionals. We help cybersecurity professionals move up. Right. So it, it's been great for me to especially help my people. I guess that that's one of my greatest achievements, man, to really help my people. Um, because when I got into cybersecurity, there was only one black person. Right. And, you know, we gave each other that, you know, with the two fingers in the eye, like I see you, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know yeah. we, we gave the black fist up to each other. Uh, you know, we, that me, you know, me, meaning that we got each other's back, but yeah, it was just me and him. And, you know, 20 years later, now there's four. So the numbers are very low, right? And they haven't really increased. So, you know, that's another thing I want to get as much of us in the door as possible. You know, now with this diversity inclusion movement, that's even great because it, it holds the companies more uh, responsible, you know, accountable. So, so you know, I want to build that pipeline, you know, um, where companies could come to us, come to our organization, BCA and other black cyber organizations, um, BIC and um, um, Black Girls Hack could come to us to get that black talent. You know, amazing, amazing. Um, one question I have for you regarding this, and and I felt this, I feel the same way, uh, especially up here in Canada. We're about three percent of the total population, and I I feel the same way when when I well, I felt the same way when I first started. Um, just being the only one or one of a few and noticing that the, the same infrastructure for success is not really available to um, black people, I would say. Um, and, and there's a gap in that. So I commend you for that. Um, I, it's, it's a pleasure to hear that uh, there's fulfillment in that. And, and that's one of the greatest things one can do is be of service to others. In your opinion, uh, what is the 
the gap there between, let's say, um, you know, other races of, of uh, people studying in IT and getting into the field? And what, what are the disadvantages that, you know, we as Blacks, that you've seen, we, we face in getting in? Getting into cybersecurity or Correct. IT? Oh, oh yeah, uh, maybe both. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the gap is, and okay, so when in, in in our neighborhoods in the late '80s and '90s, our neighborhoods was plagued with crack, right? So while we was building crack spots and becoming drug dealers the opposite side was building silicon valley right so while 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 our neighborhoods was plagued with crack other neighborhoods was inundated with technology right um so now we see today our school systems and everything does not push us towards technology at all. I mean, when, when I was going to high school, um, there was no computers in the class. And, you know, today there's still barely any computers or technology used not only to teach, but technology programs at all now we have stem and all this popping up now that's great but um you know there's still a struggle to get that in our school systems so there's a whole generation on my generation the millennials generation z that did not grow up with technology programs in their school now thank god they've grown up with technology you know the gen z's are growing up using technologies i mean my little cousins and stuff they had ipads at five years old you know um and they really into technology and technology is into this part of their life with social media thank god but it's still not being taught in the school my my little cousins are not coming back saying, oh, I learned AI in class today. I learned Python in class today. You know, I mean, they might tell me, hey, someone came in from another organization, you know, black girls could, uh, uh, kids can code or black girls can code. And they showed us something for a couple of days, but not as part of the curriculum. All right. Um, so that is the big reason, one of the big reasons why. But there is a problem because the numbers are so low. It seems criminal. All right. It seems a conspiracy. It, it can't be that low. All right. So that we have to work on that. All right. And 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 it's a lot of problems. Social, economical uh educational um you know um you know there's a lot of problems with that yeah yeah i, I definitely agree and and even in um 
within the school system too like uh some things happen here where uh we're, we're not really um encouraged to pursue those types of careers um as much as as much as as others are um i know for for me um and even in uh my high school i guess me going into high school like there were different types of um classes right there's college class university class and then i think there was like a base level class and i know like all, all the black kids were in the lowest level and if you if you don't even take university courses in high school here you can't even apply to college and that's how tiered the system is and it's it's just there's so much um that's going on in, in the high school and schooling that by the time you get to the actual you know work i mean the this the, this diversity inclusion is just for those who are able to capitalize on it and have made it right but um there's still a lot of work to be done in the school system uh with making it more equitable and um allowing for those opportunities uh for for everyone so um yeah I, again i really do appreciate you sharing that and um i mean i'm I, i'm from an african background I don't, I don't always i guess necessarily identify with the um my, you know, my american counterparts but I, I do understand um like you said when that was happening silicon valley's being built um america's going through a great boom of industrialization and just um being a, a world superpower and in the midst of all that there, there's marginalized communities so um again i appreciate you shining a light on that and, and explaining that in detail um i guess now for i guess question per, questions pertaining to those looking to get to cyber um what do you think is the best say someone was starting off new right what advice would you give them if they they, they heard about cyber online they kind of saw that there was a demand and and they're they're looking for next steps what do you suggest that that someone like that does to position themselves for the next step yeah so um cyber is a huge industry it's new right and the the technology is ever changing right um even even some of the technology is is disruptive right where it changed the course of how we do things and it changed the direction that cybersecurity is going in cybersecurity was going east a new technology came out and now we're going west <laughs> you know? so uh and technology shifts on a dime like that right i mean look a couple of years ago like every five years there's a disruptor that comes out and changes how we do things look at cloud right um look at uh cell phones uh, five years before that five years before that wireless right i mean it's just you know it's like these technologies come out and really change the landscape now it's going to be ai right and um it's such a big landscape where do i start where do i go i think that especially for us for our people i think we need to be in a community and an organization that can 
mentor you and guide you in the right way or you're just going to be like a man in the middle of the ocean you don't see land so you don't know which way to swim and if you swim the wrong way you're just going to be caught in this loop right um so it's you know um uh, i have family in atlanta and i remember the first time i went to atlanta um to visit my family and also um uh, to work for microsoft um i work at microsoft so i went to travel to see a client and atlanta has this loop this highway that's literally a loop and i missed the exit i remember missing the exit i forgot the number now it was a couple of years ago i missed the uh um i missed the exit I didn't know I missed the exit though. So I kept riding and I, I called and I was like, you know, how far am I? Like, you know, like I was doing double time. They told me 30 minutes. I'm like into 40 minutes now. I'm like, how long is it? He says, he says, no, it should be 30 minutes, but sometimes traffic. So I thought it was traffic. No, literally I missed the exit and I went around in a circle and came back to that exit. You know? That's how, because because when I got to the exit, I said, I remember, it felt like deja vu. I was like, I remember this. Oh my God, I think I came here. I think I was here before. Uh, and that's how getting into cybersecurity is. You can wind up just going in a big circle and really getting nowhere and wasting a lot of time and money. You need to get with an organization that can mentor you. You need to get with like-minded people that going in the same direction you are to keep you accountable, to keep you focused. There's a lot of different exits you can get off, a lot of different distractions. There's a lot of uh, companies that want to capitalize off of you getting into cybersecurity and they can really take you off track. So I, that's what I really recommend. Right, it's it's too hard to navigate this on your own. You have no help. It's gonna be very hard. I mean, you could watch YouTube videos, but there's all different levels of YouTube videos that say in different things, and all of them are right. So then, which one do you follow? And and some of them are, and I don't mean, but but they might not be right for your unique circumstance. Right. Uh, so, so I think you know you should get with with an organization that have experts, that have mentors that can really help you, and that's what we do here at the BCA, the BCA uh, Black Girls Hack, big, and there's a lot of other black organizations that can really that understand where you're coming from, and can help you get where you at understand the obstacles and and the mental and um psychological blockage that you have and can help you overcome those you know we have in america because i know you're from canada but in, in america we have a special trauma right uh, post-slavery but it's not only post-slavery it's post-jim crow it's post, you know, I mean, they was just lynching us 30, 40 years ago, right? In the 50s. 
So, you know, we, we got a lot of problems, a lot of issues psychologically to overcome, you know, so we need someone that understands our uh, unique experience and be able to help us overcome that, help us overcome our fears and our self-esteem. Because being in cyber, you need to be very confident because you're really on your own. It's like being a baseball player. You're on the mound. I mean, you, you know, you're, you're hitting by yourself. So everything is focused on you, right? Yeah, you have a team, you're on a team, but you have to shine and you have to hit that ball, right? You can't pass it like basketball, you know, you got to hit that ball. So, you know, you need to build that confidence. Right? Some call it imposter syndrome. I think ours is a little deeper than that, but you need someone to help you with that. All right. So that's what I would suggest. Right. You know, I could give advice, but like I said, you know, my advice will get drowned out by the, by the, the so much noise out there. Wow. You know that, yo. Right? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and it's great points you made there about just, you know, you can watch YouTube and, and again, we live in an information age, but those who can excel is those who can use the information properly. But the only way that can accelerate that is to speak with those more experienced or who have who have been through it firsthand and that could speak to your specific situ situation so that's a great recommendation to join a community community of, of like-minded peers that you aspire to be like and, and that understand you that's definitely an amazing first step and i also love the analogy of, of running in circles and and just being uh you can really be indecisive with cyber if you're not focused there's so many new things coming out like you said there's so many disruptions so many buzzwords and one could start doing penetration testing and then um because that's all they hear that's all they see or that's what they that's the only thing they believe they can get into cyber with whereas there's so many other things that you could do um that don't that don't have to revolve around um hacking right so, and then yeah. there's and then there's you know with one thing good about like it and cyber is such a broad field you could really cater it to your personality you might not have a personality for pen testing you might have more of a personality for research and analytical right so then you could find a job or find a career that fits you your personality you can find something that sparks your interest many times i talk to people trying to break in and they're like because this is how you did have to do it in other industries you have to take these jobs and these things you don't want to do to get to something you want to do right in some industries you just have to do that right if you want to be a manager of mcdonald's you have to work in the dining room Right, you're gonna have to mop floors and clean toilets, right? So, but in cyber, you don't have to do that. You find what you like to do. You focus on that. If you like, if you like pen testing, that's what you like to do. You like to go out and break stuff. 
right? Uh, that's cool. But if you like to research and set policies and set the direction and the culture of companies, you know, that's cool, right? If you like to audit, that's cool. You know, if you like the law side, that's cool. The psychological side, that is cool. If you like technical, you know, putting things together, defending stuff, that is cool, right? We have all that for you and all those different personality types. You know, you could be an extrovert, you could be an introvert. You know, there's so many different avenues for every psychological type. I love it. Because, um, uh, you know, I, I interviewed a, uh, you know, I'm a hiring manager at Microsoft and we interviewed someone that was a bug bounty, right? He's, he's so much an introvert and, but he is highly skilled at, at web penetration. He could break down OOP's top 10 without needing a computer. He could tell you exactly what commands to type. He could tell you exactly what you're gonna see. He could tell you the next step. He could break it down to you. SQL injection, cross side, all that. You know, you could you could just literally tell him what you see and he could tell you what to do, right? And what result you would get in the next screen. Uh, but he's an introvert. He doesn't really know it doesn't really socialize. It doesn't do that. So traditionally on paper, you wouldn't hire him. He never worked in a corporate environment, but he found his passion, his niche that fitted his personality perfectly. And we hired him, you know? So, so that's what I mean. You find your passion. Don't worry about looking for the, the way in or the thing that pays the most or jumping, you know, the jump job. You know, you, you don't have to clean toilets in cybersecurity so you could be a CISO later on, you know. Just focus on what you want to be, right? What fits you? And I think the way you can do that is taking a, you know, taking some kind of uh, cybersecurity fundamentals. I think Security Plus covers that great. I'm not saying you need the cert, but I think Security Plus really helps you in understanding which direction you want to go because it kind of covers a little bit of everything of, of the core fundamentals of cybersecurity. Perfect. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with the the security plus certification and and yeah your, your comments on finding what fits your personality and and not so much looking into specific roles right that's where things can get a bit uh complicated and, and stressful because it's like a, a round peg trying to fit into a square one um in your opinion uh you know from what you've seen in the, in the market uh where is cyber going in terms of what skill sets are needed what's in demand uh, what do you believe to be next regarding uh, organizations trying to protect their infrastructure and the skills needed to do that the skills needed sorry to do that 
Uh, that's a great question. You said, like, what's next, right? Uh, what's funny is that, um, so, you know, uh, when, when I was a kid, and even still now, is that when, when I go eat over my grandma's, it's like, you have to eat your vegetables before you get dessert. Like, you got to eat your food before you get dessert. That's still today. My, my gra- you will not get dessert if food comes first right so i think that's the same thing here in cybersecurity is that the core stuff companies haven't even embraced that yet they're not finished eating their food yeah the 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 shiny stuff that's coming out companies haven't even embraced core stuff the sock right a blue teaming uh, uh, um, they don't have good inf- incident response. They don't have good logging and analytics on that. They don't have uh, proactive, you know, um, they don't have red teaming. Uh, excuse me. Co- companies haven't embraced that yet. Companies haven't embraced policies. You know, uh, data privacy is out. C- companies haven't embraced that yet. I mean, uh, the incident with Uber shows what companies do, you know, under under stress, right? They had a data breach, and instead of reporting it and doing the right thing, they tried to pay the hackers off to to give the data back or or to keep it under wraps, right? And that was a big disaster, and they had to wind up paying 148 million. So new stuff. They can't even manage that yet. You understand? We had SolarWinds. We had Log4j. These are just basic hacks. The hackers are not even getting that creative yet. Colonial powers through a pipeline in America. That's ransomware. The same ransomware that's been out for years. They haven't created nothing new. So we still haven't ate our at our plate yet and we're looking at dessert you know so so i think that companies are now going to try to get mature there's something called cmmi um i know it's maturity model i forgot what the c and the i stand for but um let me see hold on let me give you the right it's cmmi this is what you judge the maturity level, um, capability maturity model integration, right? This is now what we're starting to hold companies accountable for. You know, uh, we go as Microsoft, we go in and we audit our clients, our customers like Netflix, and you know, my my last customer was the UN, and we do. And we help them with their security posture. We help them with their security uh, culture, right? We help the CISOs build a security team. And the first thing we do is look at the maturity level, right? There's five maturity levels. The hackers are at number five. Most of the companies are at level one and two, right? So companies haven't even matured yet. They still little kids in this cybersecurity space. Obviously, you see that in the news. I mean, like, like I said, the attacks, these breaches are very basic breaches. 
All right. So, I mean, look at Target. It was Mimi Cats. Mimi Cats is something I could download. We took we we use Mimi Cats in our labs in school. Like that's what you got attacked by. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. That the maturity level is still low. Companies really got to really got to focus on that. And I think there's going to be a lot that well, there is not. There's going to be. There is a lot of jobs for that. Anybody getting into cyber, they should focus on red team, blue team. You know, uh, GRC because uh, companies don't have good policies yet. You know, they're still struggling with with uh, upper management with with drawing out policies and being compliant. They don't even know how to do that yet. So, you know, I think the old to us is still new to companies, right? Having, having Splunk and all that is still a new thing to companies. All right. Wow. Yeah, that's, um, I love that explanation. You gotta eat the, gotta eat the lunch first. Uh, and I guess being in the field, I'm, I'm already looking at the dessert of like, what's next with these products, but not everybody's eaten yet, so we gotta we have to wait a bit um, before we can talk about that. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, they still gotta eat their uh, um, vegetables. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's still but, on the plate. But, but to answer your your question, though, the the new technology is gonna be AI integrating AI, automating the old processes because there's something called fatigue, right? The the engineers that are in the field now are getting fatigued because they're getting inundated with so much information, so much data that we can't analyze it quick enough to catch anything. Right? It's uh, it's um for for like for example logging, which is the core critical stuff. This is how we catch stuff by logs. Right? All devices all technology logs everything right they're all transactional so you know from from operating systems to routers and switches to databases it's all transactional so we can so there's no such thing as stealth right hackers are not hiding or not there's no invisible cloak and they're sneaking by your router no the router sees them going in your network. The switches see them going in, you know, uh, um, pa- through their switch. The firewalls are seeing them go by, <laughs> you know, all this is being logged, but we can't catch it because we're inundated with so much logs, so much data that we can't analyze it quick enough. So I think the new thing is to leverage AI Right, artificial intelligence to do that offloading for us and to and to analyze and aggregate all that data so we can make decisions quickly and then automate those decisions so we can move quicker and catch things quicker right and and uh and then we could do it at a instead of doing it at an individual company level we could do it at the individual level what we're doing at with Microsoft uh, Azure Sentinel 
where we do it at a community level or industry level. So you're a hospital, right? In Canada, a hospital in America could say, okay, we saw this. Let's, let's rewind the tape and let's say we had this already set up and we saw Log4J. We could, we could notify your hospitals in Canada to look out for it and, and to patch your systems. Your systems will automatically patch itself, right, through AI, through through this linking uh, of, of the community level, right, the intelligence. We can now send that to you and you could defend yourself before it even happens. All right, that is the future. Uh, Amazing. But right now we got to get companies on board. Right. <laughs> so, so you, you could say that's the dessert. So once they finish their vegetables, <laughs> you know. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I guess, um, you know, we are, we are running down on time. However, I wanted to ask, is, is there anything, um, you wanted to touch on that we didn't, uh, in our chat today that you'd want our listeners to, to understand? Oh, no, no, no. I think we covered, um, we covered it. Like, like I said, uh, the point is join an organization that can help you not only get the skills you need, help you get the right certs you need, and then also help you get, help you with career development. So you know how to, uh, build your resume, build your LinkedIn profile, you know, especially stuff like what you're doing um you know to help them on the career side and career development you know get with organizations that can point you in the right direction and connect you with people that can help you that want to help you right um to to break into what we call break into cybersecurity right get hired into cybersecurity excellent excellent perfect Thank thank you Thank you so much for your time today, uh, Professor Roger. Um, thank you for inviting me also to the BCA uh, meeting and, and allowing me to speak to, to some of the members. It was great. Oh, yeah. Um, you always invited. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm um, looking forward to speak again. Uh, this is definitely not, in my opinion, hopefully going to be the last uh, time my, my listeners hear from you because this was some great advice. And I really think there's some topics that we, we can dive deeper into. Um in the future if you're interested again oh yeah i would love that perfect perfect thanks again uh we'll chat soon bye all right bye now